I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope, Ross Legg. We're back, baby. And Max Roy Brown. Hello, baby. Um, this week on the Cricket Podcast, we'll be talking about England's T20 exploits in New Zealand recently. We'll be looking forward to the exciting two-match test series that they've got coming up. You sound excited. I am excited. Uh, we're going to see people in action that we've not seen in action before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we'll be taking a look at everything else that's happened in cricket in the last month or so. We've had, we've had quite a lot. We've had some T20 qualifiers. We've had India smashing everyone. Um, Shakib's been a naughty boy. Yeah, um, plen- plenty to get into. Um, before we do that, uh, while I was looking into some of these topics, um, some of them are quite interesting in and of their own right. Uh, the Shakib story, particularly, um, but cricket as a whole. I, I think after the summer where we had the World Cup and then the Ashes, um, it's a little bit. It feels like the narrative has gone. I don't know which direction cricket's going in with the with the World Cup and the Ashes. They were easy to grasp ideas for me to get my head around we we go and we try and win that cup you play loads of crew matches everyone gets a little bit bored then you have you beat Australia and then you have a final like that's I, I understood that it was going to be at Lords. I knew the date similarly with the Ashes I knew where we were going to be I knew where the team were going to be I knew when to turn the TV on I knew when to turn the TV off I knew what the play the rules were I knew who the players were now I don't know where I I don't know where I stand um and you know what the reward was going to be, right? It's kind of like going to university and then you tee up everything to do your exams and you have all of this pressure on and like you finally do well, you get a good grade, you're knackered after going to university and what do people like Joe Root do? They go and have a gap year, don't they, Max? They do, yeah. That's what, that's what I think this narrative is all about, <laughs> Ross. I'm glad, that you've, uh, I'm glad that you agree, actually. I'm glad that you're thinking along the same lines. So the pair of you... Um... Your your opinion on this is that is that the, the narrative of the next series the the narrative of this podcast is England's gap year yeah yes. it's a, it's a story <laughs> of regeneration recuperation you know it's like it's been a, a summer full of pressure yeah there's been two massive tournaments yeah um, you know if the the media got on people's backs it's been intense there've been great games there's been exciting finishes to games you know Ben Stokes heroics all the rest yeah of it. and everyone just needs to calm down and reassess. And you know, at the end of it all, we had um, we had Bayless leaving as coach, and Silverwood's taken over. We've got to find a new identity. We've got to, we, we've got to find ourselves again. That's that's what a gap year is all about. I I envisage England going over to to New Zealand. You've got uh, Joss Butler's taking his guitar out there. They're all around the fire having a little sing song. <laughs> Kumbaya, you know. Jason Roy, by the way, has got a lovely voice. Um, <laughs> He's what not... on earth is this story about? <laughs> and, uh, Jason Roy's not even there. No, that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fully bought into this. Just, I want to hear more about this. Jason Roy is there just for his singing. Okay. Just to keep spirits up in the camp. You know? Yeah. Um, you've got people go, it's like, you know, I fully expect Johnny Bairstow to get drunk and get lost on Bondi Beach. Yeah, he's going like, to so far. Somehow he's going to end up yeah. in Australia despite being in New Zealand. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't put it past him. So, I mean, in this anecdote, are, are you talking about all of the New England players going abroad together and it being like a, a gap year and so they're all their individuals? Or are you are you thinking the England team are, are like one self and so maybe Dom Sibley will be the yoga to the... England, England <laughs> cricket team. 
Uh, like, sort of embodying the yeah, recovery. The, yes. The, well, no, not the, so much that, but like you go away on your gap year and um, you have British values. You think, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like Joe Denley will open the batting. Um, what was it? And then you go away and then you discover a new idea. And that, that for, for 18-year-olds in Britain might be yoga, let's say. Yeah. Um, for the England cricket team, that could be Dom Sibley. Yeah. It that, could be Matt Parkinson. Yeah, it's highly <laughs> unlikely to be Matt Parkinson. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or another way, maybe there's a new skill you like bungee jumping. Matt Parkinson could be bungee jumping. So it, it, it seems to me. <laughs> See where I'm going it, yeah, with it? It, 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 it seems to me like the ECB were just like, do you know what, boys? You've had a hell of a summer. You've made us so much money. Yeah, go and have a jolly yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I think my uh, main concern with that is that Joe Root comes back with another beard. Yeah, that would be bad. Well, I just think Joe Root, listen, Joe Root has got like the third regeneration of his test career. Like it's when he kind of first got it, and then it wasn't his team when he got absolutely hammered. So he kind of got a bit more um, authority around the team. He's, he's got another he's start again. So to build on this narrative slightly, I think I, I, I can see a parallel here because we, we had original Joe Root. He was a young boy uh, under uh, Flower. A fresher, if you yeah. will. Well, I would say earlier than that. I would say oh. that's GCSE Joe. Right, GCSE yeah, he's been Joe. Given no responsibility. We don't know how good he is yet. Joe CSE. So, fucking <laughs> hell, mate. Already? We're only five minutes in. And you're just <laughs> that. <laughs> that's late so for me. We've got GCSE Joe under Andy Flower. Then we've got A-level Joe under Trevor Bayliss. He's growing into the man he, he could be. Okay. Um, now he's going away on his gap year. He's gonna maybe do some reading. Oh, so he's doing, he's doing, he's doing it before. Yeah, well, like, yeah. So this, uh, oh, Chris, so my, my whole thing was Chris it was Silverwood. After. So I know Chris Silverwood is the reading he's gonna do before he goes. Oh, oh I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. dangerous. So, but, so I <laughs> guess it's, it's the no, but, I mean, that's he's a good reading point. the Das uh, Capital of the yeah, cricket well, world. What we're, is, gonna, is Chris what, Silverwood. what we're gonna find out is what Joe Root would be reading on his gap year. Is Chris Silverwood gonna be? You know the textbooks that he needs to read before he goes and does his degree, or is he going to be the Unabomber's manifesto and completely could be lose that? It? Could be. I mean, like if it was anything like my university, it'd probably be Ernest fucking Hemingway. But <laughs> what I love about this is that we've already established that you need to be a die-hard cricket fan with a weird sense of humour to listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. With that, I believe that's the milieu we were going for. Right, we've got some serious business. Um, Ross, I think you're going to talk about the testing, but that's not going to be straight away. Max. We're going to put a jingle on to remind ourselves of the hedonistic days of 2019. Uh, the five-match T20 series. Is that right? Correct. This ended apparently in the early hours of Saturday morning with the all-rounder capsizing a pedalo at Senior Team Hotel. It's gone for four. Ireland have won. They've beaten England. England's World Cup future hangs in the balance. The Bangladesh Tigers have knocked the England Lions out of the World Cup. The Cricket World Cup 2019. Gattel's going to push for two. They've got to go. It's got to throw. It's got to go to the keeper's end. He's got it. England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins. By the barest of all margins. Absolute ecstasy for England. Agony. Agony for New Zealand. So, yeah. 
a five-game 2020 series between England and New Zealand. That's 100 overs each. That's Chat. It, yeah. It's the 100. <laughs> uh, England and New Zealand played in the first 100 series. Um, no. So, five-match series. No one in this country, at least, as far as I can tell, really uh, took much notice of it because they were all on at 2am. Uh, yeah, they were on late, weren't they? Yeah, and while like a test match, if it starts at 2am, you can catch uh, catch the final session maybe over your bowl of cornflakes and a, and a slice of toast, it's all done before you even wake up. So yeah. um, so what happened? Uh, just run us through very briefly, right. if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go... I'll go so, we don't need yeah. to go ball by ball here. No, I'll go, I'll go match by match, shall I? Yeah, do that. With some key pointers. Um, so I think going into it, there was some, probably some excitement in terms of the fact we got to see some of the new boys in action. Who did we get to see? So we had Saqib Mahmood. Saqib Mahmood. Lewis Gregory. Yeah. Pat Brown and Matt Parkinson. Pat Brown. Uh, Isn't Pat Brown the name of the milkman in the Father Ted episode? No, that's Pat Mustard. Pat Mustard. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's uh, good, good, probably the best. F- same first name, different condiment. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they all got to go. Uh, more, more, on, more on them later. Um, so first test England uh, won comfortably by seven wickets mm-hmm. uh, they were chasing 1-5-3 wasn't a test though was it well <laughs> see, see this is it oh, if only it were first yeah thanks um, comfortably chasing 153 uh, Bairstow Vincent Morgan all scored runs and uh, Tom Curran bowled four overs to 25 including a maiden that's good that rarity yeah. in T20 cricket and uh, and Jordan took two for 28 of his four um so they made an early claim for England's star bowlers. Yep. Um, second game comes around and it's New Zealand's turn to win this time by 21. Um, they're close-ish, but uh, I guess by the end fairly fairly comfortable. Tw- I think 21 is quite a long, yeah. a big defeat. In, in 2020, I think it's fair. It's fair I think if you, if you are losing well, outside think... of the last over of the game, you've been soundly beaten. Yeah. I, th- I think with 21, you know, there's a chance that it could have been tight throughout the game and then... You know, fall away at the end, or mm. anyway. Um, so Guptill got scored forty one. Nisham scored forty two. Um, England's bowlers not really doing themselves. Partic- well, the new boys anyway. Um, Pat Brown not for thirty two off two. Not great, is it? Welcome to cricket. Um, Mahmood one for forty six off four. Yep. And Rashid was one for forty off four. Um, they they kind of undid Sam Curran's good work. He, he took two for twenty two or four overs. Yeah. Um, so he'd been pretty pissed. Uh, De Grandad, obviously stung by the loss of the first game, decided he was going to come to play and took four catches. Four catches. Yeah. Was he with you? No. I still can't go with the fact that they didn't bowl De Grandad super <laughs> over. I still, I still find it baffling. Um, well, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe by the end of the series they learn their lesson, or maybe not. We'll find out in a bit. Um, Tim Southey and Mitchell Santa both uh, bowled well on that one and went for 25 runs took five wickets between them very good uh, third game bit closer a new, another New Zealand win this time by 14 runs and uh, it was a bit of a classic England batting collapse you know what, what, what cricket series is complete without England falling to pieces I remember waking up <laughs> instantly putting on BBC Sport England collapse and there was this like, there's, there's literally just that in life isn't it it's just like death taxes England, England batting collapse. collapses yeah um, so they were chasing 180 so yeah it was, you, you, there's scope for a collapse in there um, uh, the Grandom scored 55 for New Zealand uh, Mahmood went for 49 off his 4 
Not, okay, it's not great. Not good. So how, how many how many wickets did we lose and how many balls? Uh, so we were 139 for two. Okay. Uh, and then we were 149 for seven. <laughs> so it's not this is not great. No, it's yeah. not great. Five wickets for ten runs. Um, <laughs> Milan scored 55, but everyone else fell apart. Never mind. So David Milan is an interesting one because he was originally picked or then dropped by. Was it Ed Smith who told him that his batting was better suited to playing in Australia and New Zealand? So yeah, so he, he was the one who basically played best in that Ashes series, wasn't it? When, yeah. we, got, when we got trounced, he was the only one who actually put up a fight. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I think it was, yeah. And so at least that was based on some evidence. It wasn't just maverick genius. Yeah, he's come back and been like, Look, we, can't, we, don't, we don't think you can bat in England, but first time we're straight over New Zealand, he's on the plane. So he's consistent with his message. He's, he's true to his word, old Ed Smith. No, he's not, because he didn't go to the West Indies, did he? Well, the West Australia. Indies isn't Australia or New Zealand, is it? It's famously quick, though. I mean, like, that's, that's all they do at the moment, is Bob bounces at you. And to be honest, New and he's not in a test team, is he? For the, the, the two match New Zealand is out. probably the, um, uh, the away... Well, the, yeah, the country that we play away that's probably most similar in conditions yeah. to England. So I don't understand the selection then. Maybe you're completely right. Maybe. Uh, well, it's, you, it's 2020 and he's, he is a bit of a 2020... Yeah, um, David Milan is the th- number three ranked T20 batsman in the world. Really? Yeah. Well, I've, 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 not played I've, I've also seen that that is true, yeah. I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed not playing any attention to cricket for about a month. <laughs> well, I think... I, bat- I, think I, I had no idea that was I think thing. it's because it's T20 cricket. I mean, frankly, I mean, how many matches has he played? He could, David Milan could have played anything between six and fifty T Twenty matches for England, and I wouldn't be that surprised. Fifty <laughs> is probably on the high end, six is probably on the low end. Yeah, but if it were either of those, I'd be like, mm, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> fine, fine. I'm quite on board with what you're saying. Um, it's just six would be on the low end, given he played four in the last month. <laughs> I just think like it's. It's the ultimate throwaway sport, isn't it? T Twenty cricket. I mean, like, have you ever, like? What's the best T Twenty match you've ever seen? Uh, when we lost to the Netherlands. Okay. Oh, the Netherlands. <laughs> so if you take away the Netherlands and the final where Carlos Brathwaite oh, smashed it, remember the name? Yeah. Um, uh, remind me of the details of a single other game. Uh, it was one I saw uh, a Surrey game. I saw a couple of years ago where um, yeah. Paul Sterling came out and smashed a ton. In the first innings, and uh, Middlesex posted about two ten. Can you remember like three and, other players from that game that had an impact? Either way. Oh yeah, Aaron Finch and Jason Roy. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's <laughs> they came out and smashed it even quicker. That's two. But Piers Morgan was just <laughs> that's Piers Morgan two. was <laughs> eulogising about Paul Sterling's hundred on Twitter. It was like that's the best innings like uh, I've ever seen. Like I defy anyone to do better than that. And then Aaron Finch just came out and was like, "All right, go on then." <laughs> I think we're, we're fans of the IPL on this show. Yeah, yeah but, but I don't remember anything that happened to that. It's, it's, it's fast. It's, it's fast moving consumer goods, isn't it? That's what it is. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, like wonderful. It's like a McDonald's. I know, I know kind of what I'm going to get. Sometimes I go off the off the special menu. It's, it's, it's never, generally, never that it's much generally enjoyable. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, I've tried well, a fish fillet. That was shit. Yeah, there you go. You is that your bad game? I, mean, I don't fish. know. I think that'd be like one of those games where a team gets bowled out for sixty for some reason. Right. <laughs> uh, but it's yeah, you know, you, you, yeah, it's it's a pretty standard product. All right, so Max, where do we get up to? Fourth, fourth, fourth game? test, yeah. So no, fourth, fourth test, fourth T twenty. I'm I'm obsessed with the test tonight. No, fourth twenty twenty. Maybe they should just call, call it T twenty if you want. Fourth T twenty, fourth match. That'll be fine as well. Game, 
Fourth one, 120, if you want to use ECB terminology. <laughs> um, so England, uh, chastened by their collapse, then decided to go ballistic and uh, posted 241 for three. That's their, rather impressive. Their highest T20 score. Um, they won by 76. David Milan scored England's fastest T20 tonne. Did you see what happened to him after the game? Uh, no, Jack. What happened to him? He again? got told off by um, Owen Morgan. Oh, of course, yeah, for not running a length uh, by on the last by. ball. Last ball of the game, Sam Billings missed a bouncer, and um, David Milan didn't run. Didn't want to risk his not out to take the score from two forty one to two forty two. So, uh, and so, uh, and Owen Morgan said, "We need team players here." <laughs> That is amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> we, we, we fully know every single batsman of cricket is completely out for themselves. That is completely um, out for themselves. Yeah. Cricket is not a team sport. Yeah. Yeah, that is... That also, is he's just scored like 130 or something. <laughs> yeah. If, I mean, honestly, if, if New Zealand come out and chase 242 or whatever it was... Not his fault. Yeah. No, yeah, 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 no one's sitting there going, if only he ran that single. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we all we know what this game came down to. It yeah. was not the two hundred and forty-one <laughs> runs we scored that we didn't defend. It, it was you, yeah. It's the batting runner. fault, not the bowling and fielding. Yeah. Not Sam Billings for missing the final ball of the innings. No. Uh, all well, I mean, this is four games in. Yeah. I've not heard Kane Williamson mentioned once. What, where, where's he? It's on a break, right? Yeah, not playing. No. See. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of names. So even he's not interested in the narrative. There's a lot of names playing for New Zealand that I don't recognise. For example, uh, Blair Tickner, who went north for fifty or four in that game. Um, maybe a competition winner. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was wondering if maybe actually with that that whole uh, buy thing at the end that Morgan was just a bit sore because he could equally have scored England's fastest T20 ton, but fell on ninety one or forty one balls. Well, yeah, it probably was actually. Yeah. yeah. Okay, he's in it for himself, and he's um, so yeah. New Zealand were never really in that game. Uh, Matt Parkinson. So it's two all. Did take a forfeit. It's two all, he... and this is where things get interesting. <laughs> yeah. Now we've the, got a narrative. the last five minutes of the podcast has not been interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we've got a narrative. We do. It's all. It's all echoing. It's all echoing the summer. Picture the scene: Ben Stokes at Lords with a consummate innings. Well, I don't want to picture it in that much detail. All right. Go yeah. On. So uh, <laughs> I closed my eyes, put my feet up. So the fifth, the fifth game was shortened to eleven overs a side by rain, a T eleven or a you know a sixty six. Well, it wouldn't be a T eleven, would it? That'd be twenty eleven. E eleven. Yeah, a little bit unfair. <laughs> You're having a fucking nightmare with your match references here, aren't you? Legs, um, legs eleven. Was that a test as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, test eleven. T eleven test. <laughs> test eleven. Isn't that a paralympic classification? T eleven. Oh, more than likely, you'd be um, in it. <laughs> Probably <laughs> fair. <laughs> For people who don't know what a test match is, um, so it, it was. I quite enjoyed the um, the prophetic nature of uh, NASA and Ian Smith's commentary. So I did actually see a bit of this when they replayed it at a sensible time okay, of day yeah. on the Sunday. Okay, and they were going. It was getting to the point where England were like, you know, they might do it, they might not like. Not again. Please, not again. I can't go through another one of these with you. By the barest of margins. NASA literally said that. You know, it was taken away. He was just like, by the barest of margins, Ian. <laughs> um, so that, that was enjoyable. And then sure enough, um, so England were looking sort of on course. They, they started really badly after New Zealand posted 146 off 11, which is pretty good. It's, um, better, it's better than you'd expect. Yeah, and then England were 9 for 2, so... Not not yeah. a great start. But Wickets don't really matter in short. No. Time. Well, Bairstow hit 37 of 18 and Sam Curran hit 24 of 11. Um, and suddenly it was looking like England might well do it. 
and then it sort of dried up towards the end, lost a couple of wickets, and uh, basically all came down to Chris Jordan, who came in uh, with three balls to go and hit 12 runs to take it to a super over. Probably and, underrated uh, player, I think, Chris Jordan. Yeah. He's had a good series. Yeah, he has yeah. a very good series. And yeah. well, what I liked a lot about um, the, the super over business was... Um, just the New Zealand players were all just laughing. Like the fact they were just like they all had massive grins on their face at the fact this has gone to a super over. And uh, um, you'd be happy to hear, Ross, that uh, the granddad did play a part in the super over. Oh yeah, he didn't bowl it. He came in for one ball, got zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're close to getting into the right kind of action. If they just were in a, uh, they switch it round, give them the. Ball. I think this kind of game, though, and I know it was sh- uh, shortened, but I think this is one of the reasons why, as a cricket fan and someone who who watches a lot of other cricket basically mm. um, I find T20 cricket a little bit too long not too long <laughs> a little bit pointless sometimes because you invite the luck factor in to such an extent yeah so I mean like in this game New Zealand's top three scorers 50, 46, 39 England's top three scorers 47, 24, 17 yet they've kind of accidentally won the game because Chris Jordan comes out. I know like it's a team game and everyone contributes and so on. But it doesn't feel like I mean that that I mean that is essentially a coin toss game. Yeah. I mean it doesn't I don't well, I don't really know if that's told us who's the best there. That's just a lucky outcome. Perhaps. And, and I, and I also, feel like this is the same and I well we can go in on. In the this same way the last three balls of the innings were pretty bad from uh, from Tim Saldi. Like well, that, the last ball was a leg stump what like high full toss that arguably Jordan should have hit for six but, I mean, and I, won the game yeah well but, no all I'm saying is that I, I think these moments because they're I mean like he could have bought a really good ball there yeah it, and then it's, it's such an arbitrary time frame you're looking at I mean like one ball in cricket historically has been a more or less insignificant event if you look at like the best test match bowlers they're taking a wicket if they're lucky once every sort of 50 balls so that kind of gives you an indication about what you should expect to happen in terms of action per ball and, and then equally every two or three balls they bowl they might concede one run but again, it's uh, different games though. yeah and then alright if, if you take uh, 50 over cricket you can see a, like a similar pattern like there it's hard yeah. to get wickets in that that's it's hard that's, it's the harder that's where the difference comes in because people you get play more loosely in the, the significance of one ball well, the more you magnify the significance of each delivery the less Reliable outcomes you will get in terms of knowing who the best player is. Yeah, but, but, but don't people kind of like that? Don't people? Don't people? That's the appeal of it. Like people gamble for that reason for a lot of a lot of, a lot of time. I think, people, I think people gamble for the unexpected, right? No, I think so. People who go to do professional gamblers. Yeah, not professional people. People go. People go. Well, yeah, sure. I'll sling a pound. Yeah, how many accumulators have you done in your life? Well, no, actually, I mean, like, basically, the. The, they did some research into this for for your football actually, and, and um, people don't really care what the outcome of a sporting event is. Is is what they found. They just like there to be a lot of the main thing. Right. So in in T Twenty cricket, I suppose you get a lot of the runs and you get a lot of the wickets in a short space of time. Mm-hmm. People essentially don't really care who wins that or whether the best team won. In football, same thing. So you you would think that as some of the leagues in Europe become a little bit more boring, you might say, so PSG keep winning in, in France yeah. and Bayern keep winning in Germany and yeah. Italy, and you you get a polarization of talent. Um, you would think that people would get a little bit bored of that. But actually, as long as those teams are scoring loads of goals, people don't care. They're, right, they're okay. quite happy just to see 
a lot of the good thing. They're not they're not like, oh my god, did you see that three two? They're like they're quite happy to be like, oh my god, did you see that five nil? Like Well, I don't know if it I mean it might not go down to that level, but like there's the essentially the popularity of a of a contest is not predicated around the unpredictability of it. Okay. Um is, is what they found in sport, which is quite interesting. It's not the way I'd have thought. Well I'd imagine it enhances it. Um I, I would have thought so as well, but I mean, this is the study said that it, it didn't for most people. I mean, I, I I would prefer to see a less high quality team play another less high quality team, and it to be three two in a football match, or, yeah. or in a, or I'd rather see a test match between two teams, and it goes on for a long time, but you 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 get the ebb and flow, and you and you mm. see who the best team is, than see like ah oh, that T twenty where there were like thirty sixes and like I don't know who hit them. But um, <laughs> it went a long way. Yeah. Okay, well, um, yeah, well, well, um, okay, well, back back round to the final and the the final super over, Max. Yeah, another super over. I mean, how, how did how did how did it end up? Well, I was uh, a little bit more um, decisive this time round. Uh, so Bairstow and uh, Morgan came out and smacked seventeen off off the over. That's pretty impressive. And um, and then Jordan did the business with the ball and took it was eight for one. I think Chris Jordan basically sealed his place in the T20 World Cup squad. Uh, I mean, he is at this. He is a great death bowler. Like, he's yeah. bowled some seriously he good pretty super well overs. As well. I think he, in another one of the games, he got a quick twenty-five or so. Yeah. He got twenty-five or six balls. Or yeah. Yeah. Off, like, he, and, and to boot, T20 fielding is so important, mm. and he is a gun fielder. Yeah. And I think he was he was a fringe player until maybe the, even this five. I think, I think you look at you think you look at the players who are coming in, and there's people who are like, even like Pat Brown and Seki Mood, even Lewis Gregory. Like, I mean, Lewis Gregory playing. Did you see how many balls he bowled in that whole thing? He so, bowled so, four overs. He played. He had five T20s for England. He's bowled twenty four deliveries. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, "Why is he there?" Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what maybe is he round? Maybe it was to average seven. Look, what is he doing? Like, he's he's, a t- he's like, yeah. I just don't understand why you'd pick someone like him. Who is an explosive batsman in the domestic game? He's at left armour. I you, think that is the reason. But yeah, but if you're not, if you pick him, bowl him. Bowl him. Yeah, he bowled one. He bowled four overs. That was it. So, but to be fair, I'm not Owen Morgan, but I still don't no. understand that. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the, the the new recruits or that uh, in general, though, they did kind of struggle a bit. Like, um, Brown, Mahmood, and Parkinson were had the three worst economy rates in England's team. And like you say, Lewis Gregory only bowled four overs, so that was pointless. And um, average seven with the bat, which was joint worst. Yeah. So they've not really, uh, really made. They're not really staked a, a claim for did, a place. Parkinson did take six wickets in his six overs of bowling, though. So. He did, but when he took four wickets, he went for forty-seven. So I'd take that. And he was bowling against even even England, in T20 where two hundred and forty-one. So even in T Twenty, where I think wickets are overrated, I think four wickets for forty-seven is a fair trade. Yeah. As long as it's not like seven, eight, nine, ten. <laughs> um, uh, so we won. We went to we the won. Super Over yeah. again. Another victory Fantastic. for England. As what, what did we win? Which no one knows. Uh, pride, <laughs> maybe. Um, a sheep, yeah. probably a sheep. Okay, and then but that teases up quite nicely for obviously the coming year. We're not going to play any more T Twenty cricket. Are we playing any more in South Africa? Probably. Probably. Tried to guess. I'll say yes. Yeah, I think we've got. Some, I think we've got a similar number of games in South Africa. Yeah. Um, well, that's all exciting stuff, lads. Um, <laughs> you sound. Should we do a quick that. before? I mean, rather than do this at the end, should we, should we do a quick roundup of some other T20 that's been going on. 
Yeah, um, while we're on the subject. Australia have been winning lots, is um, the headline. Yeah. They, they have been beating Pakistan and uh, Sri Lanka easily. I don't think David Warner has been out yet. <laughs> uh, is that in Australia? Yeah, yeah, he's he's absolutely blitzing it. It's, like, people who are kind of uh, cricket fans or new cricket fans because of the summer, they should just look at David Warner as an example of what cricket's like. Yeah, like David Warner hit nothing, had the worst time in the Ashes, but before that was doing amazing at the IPL. Yeah. Nothing, and then back to it. That is just the ebb and flow of cricket, and just the. Sometimes the luck's with you, sometimes it's not. Sometimes you've got a little flaw in your game and probably just overnight something well, just Shrank, disappears. Sri Lanka should have made like a, a special request to temporarily patriate Stuart Broad. That, would have, that yeah. might help them out a bit. I think it also doesn't help that Pakistan are going through quite a, a serious upheaval at the moment in terms of their kind of cricketing world and cricketing philosophy. I'm sure it will refer, just resort to uh, what they've typically always done. Um, Sri Lanka is shit. Like that's just that's just it. Yeah. Like but the fact that they're still playing forty-five year old and forty-five stone Malinga is just ridiculous. Do you want to know? Um, this is quite funny. The score in the uh, last of the Australia v Pakistan games. You, uh, Pakistan batted all twenty of their overs for mm-hmm. eight. What do you reckon they scored? Like one hundred eighty. Nope. Max. One hundred fifty-seven. One hundred six. What? <laughs> they all twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Australia 109 for nothing. <laughs> Chase it down in 12 overs. That's it, so that is ridiculous. That's shocking. Pa- all 20 overs for 106. And pa- Pakistan, that's the thing. Pakistan's cricket is all about just a bit like the explosive nature what of all. On there? And they are so good at T20. Um, Australia are now the number one ranked T20 team after all this. Right. Does Gary play in their T20 team? No. Gary? I know Adam Zampa does. Yeah. And Adam, Adam, Adam Zampa deliberately wears black trainers. Like everyone else wears white cricket shoes. He wears black trainers when he's playing. I think as Australians, oh. I have a rare bloke. Rare, <laughs> rare unit. Um, uh, in other T20, India have been smashing everyone and West Indies beat Afghanistan. And that's T20. Is the well-being of my family in the back of my mind? I suppose there is a tiny ray of hope. Then I may one day be given the privilege of playing for my country again. But I'm re- I'm resigned to the fact that that may never happen. Just keep it inside Learn how to hide your feelings Fly high and proud And if you should fall Remember you almost had it all Apologies there, Max. I said that we were done with the T20. <laughs> But actually, there, there have been some big events um, with some little teams. <laughs> some absolute titans, yeah, have been um, qualifying their way into the 2020 World Cup, which takes place next October and November in Australia. 
Um, so yes, very recently, uh, between October and November of this year, was the qualifying round for the minnows to qualify for the first round of the 2020 World Cup. I'm sure that makes perfect sense. Um, ultimately, what that means is we have uh, the Netherlands, Papua New Guinea, Ireland, Namibia, Scotland and Oman taking on the titans of Bangladesh and Sri Lanka in the, um, in the initial round. round of the T20 World Cup before the uh, top eight teams join us for the the finale. Very exciting news. Congratulations to all of them. Um, Papua New Guinea, I didn't know they play cricket. Well, for, for once, it feels like the ICB might have got that format right. ICB? ICB? ICC. ICC. International Cricket Board, I suppose. It quite makes sense, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. you've got the format right. <laughs> Very good. Um, that's, well, that is the end of T20. I've had Thank enough of God it. for that. Um, Let's get into some proper cricket. Well, or not some proper cricket. Another ICC decision. I think we should discuss this now, before we, we bridge over to the test matches, Shakib Al Hassan has been banned from cricket for two years with one year suspended. I was absolutely gutted when I saw this. Yes. Absolutely gutted. Like, um, one, one, what an incredible player. Yeah. Two, what an unbelievable dickhead. Yeah, I always thought he seemed like such a nice guy. Yeah, so basically what's happened is over the course of a few years, um, Shakib has been approached by. Someone called Deepak Agarwal, bad um, people. A man known to the ACU, who, who are the corruption unit, um, as being someone who tries to corrupt cricket matches. Uh, this summer, or from January this year to the, through the summer, uh, Shakib was interviewed about this, and then the ICC came to their decision. the The incidents themselves are alleged to have started, or did start anyway, in November 2017 when he received some WhatsApp messages, carried on through January 2018. In January 2018, um, he received some messages, they're pretty explicit, he says, do we work in this or do I wait till the IPL? Um, well, Shakib sent it to him. No, that's what the guy sent to Shakib. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know what Shakib said back, but we, we know that quote, um, work obviously being a reference to Shakib passing them inside information uh, on his team's performance in in, in that um, tri-series. Shakib didn't report that contact. On the 23rd of January 2018, uh, he received another message. Bro, anything in this series? I don't don't know what... um, That's not how I would approach a player. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Sounds a bit desperate. Yeah. Um, Shakib again did not report that. Uh, during the IPL, he received some more WhatsApp messages asking him whether a particular player was going to be playing in the game that day. Uh, Agarwal continued the conversation talking about how he might pay Shakib in either Bitcoin or dollars um, and asked for Shakib's dollar account details. So, what I don't understand, so, so Shakib has provided this information we don't to know him, this. We don't know this. they found... Shakib at this point told Mr. Agarwal that he wanted to meet him prior to any money being handed over. Uh, on the 26th of April, so this all happened in a fairly short space of time, the ICC found a number, the number had been deleted. Uh, um, uh, the ICC found that a number of messages had been deleted, sorry. Um, Shakib... Uh, confirmed that these requests contained more information for uh, more requests for inside information. Uh, Shakib's opinion was that Agarwal was dodgy and he had a feeling he was a bookie. Um, so if the cricket thing doesn't work out, 
career as a detective, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Beckoning. Uh, what a great man. Um, Shakib did not respond to the approaches, so those particular approaches. Uh, it's, just stupid, it's just stupidity, isn't it? It's just stupidity. No, it's, very, it's very clear, kind of the code of conduct when it comes to that stuff. All of the players get kind of seminars to go to. Yeah. They all get told exactly what to do if someone approaches them to do it. I mean, Shakib's one of one of the best players in the world, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, he's a senior player. No, There's no doubt about it. And he is a, he's Bangladesh's is best player by a long, long way. Mm-hmm. No excuses, and, absolutely. Yeah, no excuses. He's, a role, <coughs> he's a role model. Yeah, I mean, you know my stance on cheating, so. You love it. Yeah. Michael Vaughan <laughs> thought he should be banned for longer. Of course he did, it's Michael Vaughan. Yeah, yeah really. Nice and borny. I think there's one, th- one thing that's worse than cheating, and that is being Michael Ford. Say <laughs> <laughs> uh, what you think, Ross. Anyway, so he'll be out um, for the World T20. and oh, that's good. That, makes, that makes the World Cup worse. It does make the World Cup worse, yeah. Uh, especially who, who, who am I going to pick in my World Cup fantasy team now? <laughs> Didn't think of that, did you, Shakib? <laughs> Selfish. Um, Mohamed Nabi. And I think, I think in my uh, World Cup review, of, well, I think I named him best all-rounder. Well, I think he was a bit of last. Yeah, he's good. Particularly, um, he's good at batting, bowling, fielding, call. and not reporting contact from dodgy people on WhatsApp. Right, can we, can let's, let's, let's move on from this idiot. Uh, England's have got some test matches, Ross, do they? We are indeed. So we're staying in New Zealand and having a two-match test series. Um, for some reason, which I just don't understand whatsoever, is that it's not part of the test championship. It's Any, part of the gap year, though, isn't it? I mean, it's the England gap year. We're learning the, about ourselves. But does that mean that you can't be competitive during? No, you don't get, you don't work. Do you? Yeah, you don't, want to, you don't want to accidentally sign yourself up for something you're not prepared for. Yeah. Gap here, do you? So you just it's a bunch of friends. You don't want to go it? down Tesco's, get promoted once, and then suddenly you're a Tesco's manager for the rest of your life. You want to not work in Tesco's, go and sit on a beach in New Zealand for <laughs> however long. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's essentially it. Learn yoga. Okay, get fine. your Dom Sibley yoga vibe. On. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste. Um, <laughs> Nana Sibley. Oh, Max is here. Oh, Max is here. That's, that's, no, I'm not going to be tarnished with that. That's a disgrace. At least mine kind of worked. What does Dom simply say when he's batting? Namaste here. Oh, that's fucking that's better. <laughs> it's not better. <laughs> anyway, what wasn't better was when England, actually in 2018, um, posted their sixth lowest total in Test cricket history uh, when we bowled out for 58. Excellent. So uh, that's the last time we were there. We lost the series 1-0. Didn't really cover ourselves in any glory. Yeah. Um, but this series, like as you say, gap year, chance for new players to come in. Um, as they don't count, you kind of sit there, they're warm-up games. They're warm-up games for the bigger, bigger prize. Mm. So New Zealand have got Australia in a three test series after us. Yeah. And then we are off to South Africa. Yeah. So, I mean, you couldn't pick a nicer team to go and play. Everyone loves playing against the Kiwis. Hmm. Especially England. Smiley uh, bunch. Uh, a lot of the England team have come out and said... Great that, meat and produce. Great, 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 great meat, and meat and produce. Great yeah. meat and produce. Uh, a lot of the England team have come out and said, yeah, we love playing against New Zealand. Of course you do. Like, there's, there's no downside. <laughs> <laughs> Even when they're better than you, you're still winning. Um, but it is a classic case of talking about balls. Max, you know what I'm talking about? Dukes. Versus the kookaburra. Yeah. I mean, is it actually a huge difference when you're playing in New Zealand, or is it not? Uh, probably, because the ball actually swings in New Zealand, doesn't it? Oh, does it, with the kookaburra swing in New Zealand? Uh, well, 
Probably not. Because the kookaburra doesn't swing, apparently. I don't know. I've never bowled with one, and I can't swing the ball anyway, so I, I couldn't speak from experience. But well, is it, is I, it getting... I gather that the kookaburra doesn't swing. But is it getting that? Why? Really? <clears throat> so, it, do either of you know the logic behind the kookaburra being used in that part of the world, and Duke's being used? Because kookaburra is an Australian company. And is that literally the only I reason? So. I, I think, that is it. think so. Yeah. Oh, that's quite disappointing. Uh, so, was there, was there, they have a different ball, don't they, from India and India and the subcontinent? I have no idea. I mean, they don't read us or something. <laughs> 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 it, is, it is a different, it's a different band. Yeah. Duncan Fernley. In, in the West Indies, they've got a special West Indian ball. It's a, it's like extra hard Duke's ball. Oh, okay. Mm. I just, I don't, you I can get it. Asking. You can get it in Sports Direct for eight ninety nine. The Batbreaker. Yeah. <laughs> the Batbreaker. Okay. Um, we look at the two teams that are coming out. So, uh, with the Kiwis, they've got a pretty strong kind of lineup. Uh, Kane Williamson is likely to be back from his uh, normal. Little, his gap year. His, sabbatical. Yeah, his little sabbatical. It's definitely yeah. a gap year narrative to this, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, we've certainly forced one in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ross Taylor is going to be playing. Yeah. Uh, he's in the, kind of the final stages of his career now, isn't he? He's kind of. Is he like midlife. It's like midlife. Crisis, crisis kind of thing yeah. he's, just got, he's got a way to Bali to find he's just himself. up sticks and left his entire family yeah he's, he's wearing a lot of hemp oh yeah oh yeah he's wearing a lot of hemp shark tooth round the old, round <laughs> the shark tooth necklace kind of thing um, and then you've obviously got Tim Southey um, Bolt uh, Neil Wagner's there De Grandad's going to be playing so there's some good players there Lockie Ferguson Lockie Ferguson's going to make a debut mm-hmm. so he's going to be made, really? he's made in the test yeah, yeah. So, the, um, the New Zealand Joffre Archer Yes, so, I'm not apart from the fact that he's from New Zealand. Um, originally, yeah. I, I so, think England are going to lose this series. So I mean, I've got I've got an interesting. Stay on Lockie Ferguson for a second. I've got a really interesting fact about him. His actual name is Paddy. So it's not Patrick. It's not Lockie. It's Paddy. Well, Paddy. And he's called Lockie because of Padlock. That's dreadful. That is, yeah. That's worse than any joke we've made today. That's, that's not a joke. That is literally why, why he's called that. How stupid is that? It's awful. That's truly awful. So you can only make it. You can only call someone that if you're from like New Zealand or Australia, could you? Yeah. Yeah, it's a very antipodean nickname. I, I like how he's taken it up to such an extent that he, people just call him Lockie now. And yeah, yeah. I mean that's what he's on the scorecard as. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so the England team then. Yep. If we look at them, so the projected lineup. Have you have you got a copy of that? Yeah, Dom Sibley is going to be opening up with Rory Burns. Yeah, scored a hundred retired out in the uh, warm up game. Recently. He did. Uh, Zach Crawley is likely to be in at number three if Joe Denley, who for some reason is not retired, <laughs> like he should have done, he should have done the he should have done the honourable thing and retired at the end of the Ashes. Um, but he's got an ankle injury, so Zach Crawley is likely to play. That's not he also scored a hundred retired out. I, I think uh, Denley's going to be back from injury for this. I hope not. He, well, the guy has no chance of being a century. He's absolutely pants. Uh, Joe Root coming in at four and has exclaimed that he'll be batting at four for the rest of his test career. What do we think of that? Yeah, I think that was uh, sort of the, the byproduct of a, um, a sort of a mindfulness class he went to in Thailand. Yeah, classic Joe Root. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Wellness. You've got to love yourself if you want to love the world. He loves himself at number four. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> fine. Um, so what do you think about? I mean, we started at the top of the show that he's an awful captain. Yeah. That like he's he's one of the worst cricket captains going. How much is that going to affect what's going on in the next two two games? 
I, I can't see captaincy being the deciding factor yeah. in this series. Really? Yeah. yeah. So what is going to be the deciding factor? I think it'll be the fact that um, England are going to go into it having played five T20s and then... Well, so New Zealand. Well, that's true. Yeah. But uh, just... Yeah, but they've played but domestic most of cricket. them won't even have been playing. Well, so. New Zealand are playing domestic cricket at the moment. England turn up and we play against two very average tour sides. Yeah. One of which we could the classic under preparation uh, effect of not really, yeah, not really having a proper warm up. See, that's why I, I did respect that about Australia when they came over to play here. Like they actually had a proper, yeah, kind of, they, they had a proper schedule. They had a proper, proper tour schedule. They planned stuff in advance. They had players like Labuschagne go and play for Glamorgan, etc. England turn up, like two little test games and uh, two little. Um, Tour games. I mean, it does that. help that like they could send Labuschagne and whoever over to come and play uh, county cricket in head uh, because they're good enough to get in the teams. Like when we go to Australia, there aren't really that like our B level test players might not get a game in the Sheffield Shield. No, they go and play great cricket. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, I I don't know. I think there's a deciding thing. I mean, if we want to run through the order, so Root at four, Stokes at five, Pope at six is what I think will probably happen. Butler, Wokes, Archer, Leach, Broad. I don't think Wokes will play. I think it'll be Curran. All right, Curran, Archer, Leach, Broad. Um, I think the deciding thing will be us getting bounced out by Neil Wagner in both games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he does to people in New Zealand. Uh, they, they, what they do is they swing the ball all over the place for, for twenty overs, and, and then, then bowl it ahead. Yeah, then because the kookaburra doesn't swing after that, we can do Neil that. Wagner we can do that. Overs We've got the bowlers to do that. No, we don't. Got Archer. Archer will open the bowling. Yeah. We'll have Sam Curran coming on first change with a ball that doesn't swing and they'll score 300 and that'll be so, enough. And then Archer so, will come so back on. Like, tally, tally one for poor Joe Root captaincy. There we go. Right. Um, what, yeah, where I'm else like, is this going to come out of from the woodwork? <laughs> um, that's my prediction is that we'll, we will lose 1-0. One, one of the games will be rained off probably because it seems to rain a lot in New Zealand. Uh, and Neil Wagner will bounce us out. Well, well Joe Root has uh, come out and said that uh, he's looking forward to playing some attritional cricket. Well, he might be. When's that going to happen? <laughs> there has not been any evidence that England <laughs> can possibly be attritional when it comes to batting. Like Rory Burns, perhaps. Oh the... yeah, he, that he is the very definition of attritional cricket. And uh, uh, what's your opinion of Rory Burns? So he got a splits opinion in terms of cricket, cricketing world. Well, I think he's a good opening no, batsman. No point asking me, Ross. I know you're a sorry, uh, sorry, sorry member. Yeah. But Rory Burns is a good opening batsman. Yeah. Now I think people who don't see that are well closed-minded, don't understand the game. What, what what's their problem with him? Is it is it slightly weird technique? Is it? There's nothing wrong with a slightly weird technique, is there? No, not at all. There's literally nothing. <laughs> Unfortunately, wrong with that. we spent a lot of time watching that over the summer. People say that he's uh, he's, he's a little bit lucky. Well, what would you say about that? Well, you make your own luck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no such thing as luck. Fine, uh, fine. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think the jury's out to an extent on Burns still. Uh, he's, I think, but he averages he, the less than thirty in twelve Test matches. Yeah, but uh, he had a good play, He was. I mean, the first series he played in was in Sri Lanka, which was a bit of a weird way to come into your Test career with you know facing spinners opening the bowling on bowls of dust bowls. You know that's. Yeah, a bit odd. And he's not playing at Taunton every week, is he? And, you know, he came into an England team that couldn't bat for shit against a really world-class Australian attack and batted really well. So that gone Ashes century? Yeah. 
So I think I think he's uh, I think he's gonna be all right. I think in the uh, New Zealand series and the South Africa series, yeah, he's gonna prove us right. There's match. certainly no one there pressing a claim to replace him. So very true. Um, interestingly, pressing a claim. So Johnny Bairstow was obviously left out of the Test side, and much the chagrin of the angry Yorkshireman. Uh, he's now been called up as a injury cover, so he's just gonna get to stay out there, and he'll end up playing, won't he? Absolutely ridiculous. Just ridiculous. What's Ben Folks got to do? Like, honestly, what's Ben Folks got to do? Be better. <laughs> be better than he is. Uh, but anyway, uh, as I said, Denny shouldn't be there. Uh, Mahmood and Parkinson are both in the test squad. Yeah. So uh, that's a, potentially a good chance for them to come into play. Well, but, maybe, but we're playing two tests and they won't play thought, the first one. I thought Mahmood so. hurt his side and wasn't allowed to play anymore. Oh, well, there we go. You know more than me. Um, um, but I think... Uh, then, well, he, was, he was named in the... Warm up game, but didn't bowl or bat. No. <laughs> good, good warm up, Matt. Uh, I, I think it was because he hurt himself. Okay, well, your 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 passion for this two match test series. I mean, I'm trying to inject it. You two yes. are sitting there down the dumps. Predictions. I think a one one draw. I, well, I've said I think one nil to New Zealand. We're going to bounce out by Wagner. Okay. Uh, who is the most underrated home bowler in the world? Okay, and Maxi. Uh, well, let's go. Um... What have we had? We've had a one 0 and a one one. Yeah, really difficult to remember that. Right, so that's gonna <laughs> that that leaves nil nil or two nil. Uh well it could be other way, couldn't it? Yeah, it could be other way. Yeah. <laughs> two nil to New Zealand. Two nil to whitewash. Yeah. Uh that well, would really eat into our points total, won't it? <laughs> uh well that wraps up the test side of things. Do you wanna but while we're on the subject of test, do you wanna have a, a quick run through of the chess championship? No, because no. India are about 5,000 yeah, well, points ahead. I thought it was quite funny. Um, was that, well, not really funny, but like predictable that India, five matches, five wins. They're halfway through winning their sixth one. Um, <laughs> did you see, who's the car? Oh, I've completely, I've had a mind blank. Who's the current uh, South Africa captain? Is it De Kock? Uh, no, De Plessis. Is it? Oh, Faf. it's still De Plessis. I thought I'd give that for some reason. Uh, he wasn't happy after the, the series there, was he? He. He basically said that they should get rid of the toss in, in Test Match Cricket. Mm-hmm. And he's right. I mean, they were basically, India in all three tests, I think, won the toss, batted till T of the second day, put Australia in, uh, New Zealand, um, South, Africa. South Africa in, That's and the light was starting to going. Took three wickets, and then, like, that was it. Game yeah, game. why are we even playing <laughs> this? Yeah. So did you see what A.B. de Villiers came out and said? No. A.B. de Villiers was interviewed uh, about playing in India, so they were obviously struggling, and... Classically, the press in South Africa will always give A.B. de Villiers a ring. Did he say that? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the, man, Mr. Messiah would, be, would, be, yeah, would turn up and be like, right, here's some opinion from me. Um, he's around saying that uh, India have such good relationships with the groundsmen mm. uh, that they don't even ask the groundsmen to prepare a wicket. Like, <laughs> just like, what? He was just saying, you turn up and they put some lines on the ground and then you play. And it was just like, that is all they do. Yeah. And it was just a classic A B dividends. I mean I mean South Africa just beat England in the Rugby World Cup. So Yeah and so potentially there could be a bit of rivalry for us going there. Oh yeah. I think we want some revenge. Alright, so after India though, do we know who else is doing well in the in the Test World Championship? Uh I assume well, England and Australia are, will be tied. Mm, no, they're not in second and third. It's New Zealand and Sri Lanka. They played one. Uh, two oh yeah, Sri Lanka of course played at home, didn't they? But for no obvious um, reason here, perhaps someone can explain. And we, I think it was a two-test series, so they a got a billion series. points each. So you get thirty points each. But even England and Australia, they drew their series to yeah. all, 
and they've got 50, 50, um, 26 points each. Yeah. So... Wait, so you pl- they're playing in a league yeah, right. where, the, where the points aren't the same for a victory. Not exactly, yeah. yeah. So, well, th- that's it. So you, you're supposed to be 60 points per series yeah. and that gets divided up but you get less points than half the available points for a draw. So a if, if you think about this, yeah. So if it's if you win, it's, it's a two-match series, mm-hmm. just to, to talk through this, if you win a test, you get 30 points. If you draw a test, I think you get 20 no, isn't points. No, it, isn't it 120 points for the series total? Whatever, Max. So... You get sixty. For sixty, winning. okay. But if you if you draw one, you, you end get up twenty. With, you get twenty or which is essentially the same as any test won for England or Australia in their five match Ashes series. No, but that also means that the draw in the England Australia series means that they have less points than New Zealand and Sri Lanka, despite them both having won. The, yeah. you see where we're going. With yeah, yeah. Series. Um, and in fact, actually, I mean, like I would count a draw as a more positive result than a loss so if I would take uh, in five matches I would take two wins and a draw over one win one loss I feel like a draw should be worth more than, well, but, than well, less than half <laughs> <laughs> is it, is, like it should be worth half I mean if the uh, if, is there prize money anyway it's not fair is, is there prize money for winning the test championship like, I mean the the ICC absolutely rolling in it so do you reckon there's a good amount of prize money? Because uh, then would it just incentivise the likes of like... Because if I'm Sri Lanka and Bangladesh or something, I'm, I'm still going, I'm just going to organise two match series against the people I can definitely beat. Well, I think there's some rules against that, but... Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... Um, Sri Lanka have beaten Kenya again. Basically, India are Well, then them not being in the Test Championship would yeah, make that slightly yeah. difficult. Yeah, thanks, Max. Basically, India are going to win, and uh, it's going to be quite hard for England to win because we have to go to uh, India, and nobody wins in India. Um, unless you have Monty <laughs> Panasar and Graham Swan, which <laughs> yeah, England yeah. don't anymore. No. Uh, Matt, um, Matt Parkinson right. and Leach. Hey. It's open season after that. Okay. Um, uh, so, not it's not looking... All good. It's not the test championship isn't working out as well as we, as people thought. It was well, it doesn't. To. Not if you like give up three number of points for, <laughs> for the same series. Yeah, points. if, if yeah. you have a bunch of a bunch of teams playing a different number of games against a different a variety of opponents with different number of points available for each game, it's probably not going to work. I don't. Really, that's why I just don't understand. They didn't. Why didn't they just do it on a series basis? So you get X yeah. number of points if you win the series. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Anyway, is that all we've got left in Test Cricket? That is Test Cricket. Thank God. Right, so, moving on. We love hearing from our listeners, so please follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you have a great story like Scotty G did about the Hayden Way, Matthew Hayden's personal website, we want to hear about it. So, from wherever you're from, send us in a great story and we'll read out on the show. Email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. So turning our attention away from England now to some other fun cricketing events that have happened uh, and, and some not so fun. I think the first thing we should start with is the big news that came out today, actually. Um, Pavel Florin has been turned away by the Australian Department for Home Affairs uh, from visiting Australia to what? play a guest match for Surrey Hills Cricket Club in Melbourne. That is an they, absolute disgrace. They refuse Max, to if he doesn't him. pass the point system, he doesn't get into the country. Exactly. How can you not pass the point? He's Pavel Florin. 
Um, he's got points coming out of his ears. Mate, the bloke has travelled, what? He travelled, what, 200 miles to play cricket in Romania? The guy doesn't have a proper job. What skills does he have? <laughs> he loves the one thing that Australians also love. They don't love cricket, do they? Do they? they do it because they're good at it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> forced into playing at a young age. Um, so, yeah. Um, shocking news. That's, um, that's what we can look forward to in the next few years, with an Australian-style point system. So no that no is, brilliant actually, people That like is actually Powell quite Flores. disheartening, isn't it? Like, he's been a, like, a figure of cricketing hope, I think is the, is the way to put it. Yeah. Like, he's, he's everything that is right about the game. Yeah, but you don't want him coming over and taking someone else's job, do you? <laughs> taking someone else's place in that Surrey Hills guest 11. In the 5th they had a, They had a place lined up for him in the 5th 11, which is a transition team between junior and adult cricket where winning doesn't matter. And yeah, had he been there, that's he's in the way, isn't he? Of coming through. I mean, um, justice. He could be. That could. Yeah, this decision could allow the next Steve Smith to come through, which um, just makes it even more baffling yeah. that they've. Yes. Yeah, the how, no, how dare they bring another cheat through the system? Got enough of them. <laughs> yes. Um, that's. I thought that was pretty sad. Yeah, that is, that is, that's disappointing. That is, that is a blight on uh, on cricket at the moment. Uh, in news point number two, we, we like talking about the 100, don't we? Oh, I love it. Uh, since our last podcast... they got hula hoops over the, over the 100. They've drafted. KP, the KP Snacks Franchise Cricket League has drafted. Have they? Yes. Yeah? Yes. It was a little while ago. You missed it. This, did Chris Gale get picked? No. No, he did not get picked. The universe boss didn't get picked. He didn't make it. Malinga didn't get picked either. See what, see, what I like about that is that someone at the ECB would have had to be in his ear going, come on, come and play for us. Come and play for this. Yeah. Come and play for there. And I reckon they must have spent quite a lot of money even get, getting Grail to be part of the draft and then not to pick him at all is brilliant. Yeah. Didn't Dane Villas go for like 150k? Could have done. Maybe. I don't know. I've, I've, he, went uh, second, he went second pick to one of the teams and it's Dane Villas. It was a lot of um, it was a lot of picks of teams that are already in county cricket. Yeah, so this is um, this is this is a thing that's happened. Uh, Sussex have lost eleven players. Okay. Surrey and Notts have lost nine. Quite a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Gillespie was basically yeah, we just have to sign a whole new team <laughs> for the for the six weeks for that song. Um, Astonishing stuff. Which uh, I find weird as well, because I can imagine being at that point, so what, it's in August, right? The 100? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the July, August. I tell you what, Brighton isn't too bad in the summer. Like, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm one of those guys, I'm going to be like, I'd quite like to go and play for Brighton. Yeah, but it's not in Brighton though, is it? What are you talking about? Is that? Southern Braves. In the Hove, right? No. It's at Hampshire. The Hampshire dome. Oh, fuck that. No one's around. I thought it would have been at home. Right. <laughs> and also, even if it were at home, like, Sussex still wouldn't get those players, would they? They've been picked from the Sussex. So Luke Wright is going to play pick in... one local icon. But who was the, who's, the, who's the local icon for them? Archer, I think. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Who, um, who, who was the... Unf- or did uh, Surrey have to pick Burns? Uh... No, uh, I think Middlesex picked Burns in. Uh, Surrey picked Jason Roy. Smart decision. Yeah, smart decision. Uh, they also, I think they also picked the Currens. Sorry, my, my lack of knowledge about the Hundo is derailing this. Um, so oh, 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 sorry, oh, Oval Invincibles. Yeah, sorry. Not sorry. Uh, let me ask you this question then, because this is uh, this is important to ask. Which team do you think drafted the best set of players? That would require me to know what the team <laughs> drafted, Jack. <laughs> 
Can you give us some indications? Who wants to be a millionaire? I am led to believe that the Welsh Fire had picked that team. That does ring some bells, actually. So they picked Johnny Bairstow. Yeah, they yeah. got Tom get, Banton as well. Tom Banton. Did they get um, Steve Smith? Sure. Right, let's get the teams up <laughs> instead of just fucking guessing. I, I, um, all right, well, so the teams are... The teams are... Um, the team sponsored by Hula Hoops are X. Is that the Manchester well, lot? Yeah. Um, no, Manchester is sponsored by Originals. McCoys. Mm, they do have Steve Smith. So uh, this is their team that... Tom Banton, Ben Duckett, Colin Ingram, Steve Smith, Ryan Tenderscarter. Uh, two people I've never heard of, so I'm not going to read them out. Johnny Bairstow, <laughs> Liam Plunkett, Ravi Rampal, 35-year-old Ravi Rampal. What a pick. Interesting. Uh, Mitchell Stark, uh, Simon Harmer. This time's unbelievable. That's disgusting. <laughs> and uh, Kaius Ahmed. Wow. That is that is. Crazy. I mean, yeah. Are you, are you excited about the um, the hundo now, Ross? I actually, I actually, gonna, I'll go. You're gonna go? Yeah, I'll go. Like, as much as it's gonna be a ridiculous thing, you've got to be there. Nope, no, you don't. Why do you have to be there? You just gonna, gonna be on BBC. It'd be absolutely hilarious to be there. Like, oh. every, the, if you go to the first game of the hundo, no one's gonna have a fucking clue what's going on. Even the no, organisers are gonna be like, "What is going on?" They're not gonna have a clue. I don't want to give them my money. Yeah. Uh, Max, you go and watch Surrey play. T20, yes. Even, they're not very good at that, really. No, they're dreadful, but I'll go and watch it because I support my team and I like T20 cricket. I'm so, not... Well, um, I don't want to support the concept of the 100. Are the oval... Invincibles. Uh, is that, uh, Invincibles, yeah. The names are terrible, aren't they? Yeah. The names are oh, yeah. terrible. Yeah, okay. what's your favourite of the bad names? Um, the Yorkshire Terriers. They're, pretty, they're, pretty they're, they're not even called that are they they're called the Northern Superchargers <laughs> why yeah. are they supercharged no one knows anyway Trent Rockets is mine Trent Rockets yeah. okay uh, that sounds like a really bad 1980s superhero we've made this joke we're, we've, we're we? literally doing the live show <laughs> 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 uh, that's how that was drafted um, um, basically people seem to come down two sides for the draft some people, like Michael Vaughan, um, thought that it was really slick and an impressive show. And some people, like rational individuals, <laughs> thought it looked like a terrible game show with yeah. people dressed in pyjamas. Oh, I like um, a terrible game show. Yeah, well, imagine a really terrible... On the topic of terrible game shows, uh, and this is, this is a tangent, has anyone seen Danny Dyer's The Wall on BBC Two? No. <laughs> Check it out. It's unbelievably good. What, what's it about? It's uh, it's Danny Dyer. I've got that bit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it'd be a weird thing if he wasn't involved. Let me guess. There's a wall. There's a wall. <laughs> there's a wall. Um... Kevin Peterson's antique roadshow. Is Kevin Peterson on it? No. Basically, uh, two contestants go on this show and they drop balls down this wall, and at the bottom there are like amounts of money. Wait, um, so it's like the two P machines at uh, like yeah, the, like that. bowling alley. Like that. But if you get your question right, no, that's tipping point. If if you get your, if you get your question right, the when the ball bounces down, you you win money, and that could be between one pound twenty five grand. And if you get it wrong, you lose the ducks money. So okay. you go to ah. the, so there's a whole there's a whole MacGuffin where they put something in a room and all sorts of. And is is, like is, there, is Danny Dyer doing the um, 
kind of like the Craig Charles role that used to play on Robot Wars. Is he doing all the commentary as well as hosting it? Well, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He, basically, what he does is he stands there and he doesn't even ask the questions. Someone else asks the questions. Like just a mystery boy asks the questions. What Danny Dyer does is sort of introduce the person and then sort of say things like, "Come on, Wall, be kind." <laughs> And this goes on for uh, sort of 45 minutes. How, so and how, that's what you watched instead of the draft. It's unbelievably good. I can't, I, I promise you, if any, there's any ECB people out there, they need to look into how they can integrate this into cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could do the toss that way for the hundo. Well, that'd be quite get a long da- toss. Get Danny it? Dyer. Oh, it's all about... Yeah. It's all about the gimmicks. entertainment value. Gimmicks, gimmicks, gimmicks. Watch it. We'll discuss it next week. Or, or next podcast because it's it's I think it'll be one of the cultural phenoms of our time right um, okay anything else so away from the hundo because I mean the hundo <laughs> is I mean we, we don't care enough about it we don't know enough about it <laughs> that's so. not going to stop us talking about it I'd say we know too much about it that's the problem possibly you um, just don't like change Max that's what I think the no, I pay most things by card these days God, <laughs> um, the final thing I had, and I, anyone else can chip in um, after this if they like. Uh, the New Zealand Alternative Cricket Commentary Collective, right, have uh, submitted a legal claim, uh, a, a not a, a claim, a, a request for shared custody of the 2019 Cricket World Cup. Would you like me to read? It. Please, I reckon this should be entertaining. Uh, so, New Zealand, bottom of the South Pacific, uh, <laughs> are writing to England and Wales, next to, but not part of Europe, uh, <laughs> November 2019, shared custody request. Dear England and Wales, we wish to put you on notice of our intention to apply for shared custody of the Cricket World Cup. On the day of 14th of July 2019, a brief but passionate relationship was entered into at Lord's Cricket Ground that resulted in the full custody of the Cricket World Cup being granted to you. The dubious circumstance surrounding uh, you being granted full custody is the basis uh, for our application for shared custody. These circumstances include match drawn, super over drawn, misrepresentation of overthrows slash figures. In addition, <laughs> in addition, you already have full custody of Benjamin Stokes, which, as a sign of good faith, we will not be challenging. (laughs) Our initial offer is to have the Cricket World Cup every second weekend and the first week of every school holiday, except for winter holidays, as that's when we have rugby. (laughs) (laughs) We believe that this is more than a generous offer, uh, given the rather unfortunate uh, circumstances you have left us in. The signing of the document will be a formal acceptance of the terms above, and then below they have signed that with uh, a vacant space for Owen Morgan's signature. Um, That's so neat. Very cute. Yeah, very, yeah. Very quite funny. Is that yeah. why we're now touring New Zealand? So we can put a name on that signature, a signature on that paper. So is that a, uh, is that another podcast? Or is that, um, or is it, that it's Gorilla like, Cricket? It's like Gorilla Cricket. Oh, okay, cool. Um, they've got nicknames. They don't call any of the players their actual name. They've got names for them all. Yeah, but instead of England like, No, 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 no. But like, so instead of, uh, they call Jimmy Neesham the stud. And they'll only call him the stud. Well, and everyone only calls him the stud, yeah, not just Yeah, Ryan. yeah, yeah. And they call Kane Williamson Steady the Shup. That's why they wear the hats. So you know, steady the Shup. You know they wear the sailor hats. Yeah. That comes from the New Zealand Alternative Cricket Commentary Collective 
calling him steady the ship. That is brilliant. That uh, is because he's the captain that steadies the ship. I think we should start doing that on this show. Let's start calling oh, the England players. Even more impenetrable. Yes, mate. This might be a discussion about <laughs> Danny Dyer for war. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's all I've got for this week. Has anyone else got any news? Uh, Hasim well, Hamid yeah? has signed a two-year contract with Notts. Has he? Yeah, so he was released by Lancashire because he wasn't hitting any runs for their twos. Right. Got released and then Notts have now signed him on a two-year contract. They've taken a the punt there, haven't they? Didn't they? Haven't they done that on a few players and it's paid off largely? I assume so. Yeah. Like they were, um, they they were Sibley? No, that was Warwickshire. Whatever. Um... <laughs> And I don't think it was as cut as dry as that. Dom Sibley decided Yeah, I wouldn't to call go, that a punt. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, was, that was... He was uh, always quite good. Yeah, that was Dom Sibley going, I'm really good. I want to play cricket. I want you to guarantee in the Surrey contract that you're going to play me. And they yeah. said no, because we had Kumar Sankara. Yeah, fair enough, really. Hashim Amla's apparently going to yes, sign. Yes, he's signed. Sorry. Yeah. Has he actually signed now? Yeah. That's a good signing. Isn't it? That is a great very signing. Very exciting. Yeah. Do, do you reckon... At the Oval as well. No, I'm not, I'm not sure. Is, is, the, is the beard a religious thing for Amla? Or is it just a beard that he's got? Probably, I'm. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, no, I, I no. wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I, all, all I know, and I, I think it's. I think it's a religious thing. Okay. Um, but it might also be a personal choice to have it that long. All I know is it was really funny when. Um, remember when Dave Warner punched Joe Root in yeah. the walkabout bar? Yeah. Uh, his excuse was that. <laughs> Joe, Joe Root had one of those comedy Afro wigs. And he put it on his chin. And so Dave Warner said that he punched Joe Root because he thought Joe Root was taking the mick out of Hashim Amla and that wasn't on. <laughs> <laughs> that was that is not... I'm 100% true. That is possibly the worst <laughs> excuse for anything I've heard in my life. Oh, I'm so <laughs> I didn't expect that. So that is amazing. Oh, that, um, we, we've got to finish on that note. Yeah. We have to finish on that note. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. I, I'm Jack. <laughs> Goodbye. See you later. Bye. The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good.